Welcome, welcome to the Mate Sessions. It's 1962 in the sunny Republic of South Africa, and this feature is brought to you by the Department of Non-European Affairs. The department has recently published its latest and greatest guidelines in establishing harmonious race relations for a better South Africa. Here it is, folks. Hot off the press, it's called. Your Bantu servant. And you. Brought to you by Ajax. Ajax laundry detergent. Ajax all-purpose cleaner. Ajax cleanser. And Ajax floor and wall cleaner. Remember, the tougher the job, the more you need Ajax. The most powerful name in cleaning. This leaflet has been prepared by the Non-European Affairs Department in the hope that it will assist European employers in their day-to-day dealings with their Bantu servants. One of the most popular fallacies prevailing among South Africans is that I know the Bantu and how to treat him. Our experience in the department is the direct opposite to this and it is only the exceptional European employer who is found on examination to qualify in terms of this claim. For this reason, it is earnestly hoped that this little booklet will prove of some value to the public. Thank you, Talitha. Much of the tension which exists between the different racial groups in the country can be eased by you playing your part in giving a serious attention to the human relationship factor in handling your bunty domestic servant. Generally, it can be said that where there is courtesy, and mutual respect between people of different groups, this permeates into the groups as a whole. As an employer of Bantu, you can therefore help tremendously in establishing a harmonious relationship between the European and the Bantu of this country. Good black and white relations very often have their foundation in the home. And the golden rule, folks, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, could result in mutual goodwill and respect. If all members of your household treat a servant with recognition of his dignity as a human being, he will not only respond, but reciprocate. Incredible, Mbali. Thank you very much. And let's get started. Women. Women should be exceptionally careful in the treatment of male servants. In tribal life, a woman is always regarded as a minor and remains under the tutelage of a man. She must always act with due respect and modesty towards and in front of males. A woman employer can enhance her reputation with her male servant by observing the following basic rules of behavior in her dealings with him. Number one, always behave towards him with the same dignity and modesty that you would behave towards a male of your own race. Above all, never appear in front of him in any state of undress or allow any female in the family to so appear. Number two, do not, and I mean do not leave girls in his care. This never happens in tribal society. Number three, do not expect him to make your bed, wash your iron, your underclothing or or those of girls, nor to wash stained linen. It outrages his sense of what is proper. Ladies, never give vent to annoyance in an undignified way, and never ever allow children to speak to him in any other but dignified and courteous terms. Respect always breeds respect. 
And number five, every person has a name dear to him because in his own mind, he identifies himself with his name. Therefore, never address your servant in any other way or by any other name, but the name originally given to you as his name. Boys, Jim, or Mary to females as a form of address gives much more offense than is generally realized. Although many Bantu have been born and educated in European areas and could therefore with some justification be regarded as westernized to a degree, the majority of male domestic servants are still tribalized to a greater or lesser extent with limited knowledge or understanding of the Europeans' way of life. Many of them have also a very limited understanding of any other language but their own. So, to obviate any misunderstanding and possible annoyance, it is desirable that you do the following. A. Use a language he understands reasonably well when giving instructions. You will create goodwill towards yourself and your family if you're able to speak his language failing which a related Bantu language or in the last resort some form of a lingua franca mm. such as Fanagalo. Mm. Inexpensive booklets on Fanagalo mm. are available at all booksellers. B. Give instructions clearly and concisely. Be positive. Say, do this and not don't do that. Make sure that he understands what is required of him. He thinks it polite to say yes, <gasps> even if he did not understand what you said. D. Give orders one at a time. Very few servants are able to follow, remember, and carry out a series of instructions in the correct order, or at all for that matter. E. Try to organize the work into a proper routine and interrupt the routine as little as possible. Do not call him from routine work to do another task. Oh no, Teliza, do not. Show him everything that he has to do within the shortest period after employment because gradual introduction of new tasks is seen as an innovation of duties he was not originally employed to perform. Food. Originally in tribal society, the Bantu staple diet consisted of porridge, mm -hmm. supplemented by milk, meat, and edible berries, and wild fruit from the felt, which, if available in reasonable quantities, mm -hmm. supplemented the deficiency in the staple diet. Feeding habits in the towns have changed, and starchy foods in the form of porridge and or bread alone is not enough. And although it may form the basis of your servant's diet, it should be supplemented by protein foods such as meat, butter or margarine, milk, cheese, eggs, dried beans and vegetables. Difficulty may be experienced in persuading servants to eat the latter, but they should be encouraged to do so. Some sugar and jam should always form part of the lighter meals, as well as tea or coffee with the necessary sugar and milk. Where only one or two domestic servants are employed, food from the table may be sufficient to supplement the traditional staple diet. But where more are employed, special provisions should be made. Cooking facilities, including utensils, should in this case be provided. Meals should be taken in the servants' quarters, and sufficient time for that should be allowed. Bantu are used to taking their time about their meals. Liquor. 
Kaffir beer, their traditional national drink, plays a very important part in the religious and social life of the Bantu. And it is imperative that he should be placed in a position where he can obtain this most important beverage in a legal way. Time off to enable him to visit one of the city council's beer halls for this unadulterated wholesome drink is essential. Regulations governing the supply of European liquor to the Bantu will be issued soon and it will be both to your own and your servant's advantage if you make yourself conversant with these. Accommodation. Your servants' quarters are subject to inspection by inspectors of the Non-European Affairs Department of the City Council and should conform to certain standards as to space, etc. It is, however, your responsibility to see that they are kept hygienic. An iron bedstead and mattress with storage space for clothing and odds and ends should be the minimum furnishings and inspections at irregular intervals to see that the quarters are clean together with regular fumigation or spraying with DDT or similar insecticides should be resorted to. <gasps> Separate bathing facilities, a bathroom or shower cubicle if at all possible, a decent-sized galvanized bath being the minimum, plus soap and other disinfectants should be supplied. Wages. This is a matter causing considerable heart-searching in the country at the present. Wages are still very much a personal matter between employer and employee, and varies from one area to another in the city. However, employers should keep the following in mind when fixing wages of their domestic and other servants. The general principle that you get only what you have paid for obtains in this field as well as in any other so that if you want good service pay good wages and you will be sure of attracting decent honest and reliable servants the prevailing rates for domestic servants who live in on their employers premises and who are provided with food accommodation and clothing in the way of overalls aprons kitchen suits etc are between 14 and 16 rand per month at the moment, servants who are employed as full-time cooks generally earn between 16 and 24 rand per month. Gardeners, if employed on a casual basis, receive between 1 rand 25 and 1 rand 50 per day, plus food and some allowance for transport costs. Female employees, such as charwomen, laundry maids, seamstresses, etc., are currently being paid between 1 rand 25 and 2 rand per day, plus transport. Chauffeurs earn on average 20 to 28 rand a month. In the case of domestic servants living in the municipal townships, it must be remembered that these persons have families depending on them, and this must be taken into account when fixing wages. Also, contrary to popular belief, most male servants do still have families at home in the tribal areas who are wholly dependent on the money sent home, so that it is incorrect to assume that such a person is only responsible for his own support. As a matter of general interest, this department has established by careful surveys in the Bantu townships that the minimum wage on which a family of five can exist is 48 rand per month. Regrettably, very few families earn this amount, even where both parents are working. Hours of duty. This is also a matter for individual adjustment. It must be remembered that domestic servants are human.
with social, recreational and other interests. And provision should be made for time off to enable them to follow these pursuits. As a general rule, duty hours should not exceed 10 hours per day, with suitable breaks in between. In addition, domestic servants should be allowed a free day from about 12 noon onwards, once a week, as well as a free Sunday afternoon on alternate weeks. Please do not hesitate to ring the local Labour Bureau for help and advice. In addition, the Non-European Affairs Department maintains a medical examination service for Bantu employees and it is desirable that all of them are medically examined and their chests x-rayed regularly once a year. An increasing number of Bantu servants are living with their families in houses which they rent from the Johannesburg City Council in the Bantu townships and employees should know something of the basis on which these houses are let and occupied. In the first place, this department will only let or sell a house to a man who is lawfully qualified to live and work in the city and who is the head of a stable and recognized family unit. Mm. In other words, he must be a married man. Of course! And his wife must also qualify to be in the city. When he becomes eligible for a house, he will be required to submit proof of his income because the rent is dependent on the amount that he earns, of course. The houses vary in size, but may consist in the main of a four-roomed cottage standing in its own ground, with a waterborne sanitation and electric light either available or in the process of installation. And the economic rent for such a cottage is approximately seventy-five per month, which must be paid in advance to the local superintendent by no later than the 7th of every month. And in addition to the rental charge, people living in the municipal townships are also faced with transport fees, which vary according to the distance to be travelled, but which can total two rand twenty a month as a maximum, plus bus fares as may be incurred. For this reason, wages, particularly of casually employed servants, must take these transport charges into account, and servants should not be expected to bear the whole of their train and bus fares. The department's experience is that the majority of tenants living in the municipal townships struggle unsuccessfully against severe loads of poverty because of low wages and cannot in many cases meet these basic living costs of rent, transport, food and clothing. It is hoped that the information set out in this little booklet will help employers of Bantu labour in some of the practical difficulties which may Arise. Thank you for joining us on the main sessions in 1962. Make sure to follow our Twitter in the future. It is at Made Project, that is M A I D E Project, as well as our Facebook page, which is simply Made Project as well. Have a wonderful evening, ladies and gentlemen. This feature was sponsored by the Department of Non European Affairs in 1962. Okay. Hot off the press. It's called Your Bantu Servant. <laughs> Your Bantu Servant. And you. And you. <laughs> and you. Okay, let's do a third option. And you. What's this point? And you. The point is to be awkward. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's do a third one. Like, okay, 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 okay. Chofwe yo. <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Chofwe yo. <laughs> <laughs>
Chuffwares. Yo. Chuffers. Chuffwares. <laughs> <laughs> Chuffwares, yo. <laughs> Chauffeurs. Earn on average 20 rand to 28 rand a month. Cliffcentral. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.